0: hello and welcome back to interculture podcast hello (laughs) today we are going to talk about pets which is a big part of our modern life right now. And I know people love their pets, like their own children. And there's a whole billion dollars of industry behind that.
1: But before we dive in, I want to check in and see how you're doing these days. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's cold. Since I'm from Izmir. Izmir is kind of like California here. Mm-hmm. So...
1: But you've been living in New York for how many years now? So you should be used to it.
0: Five years. I'm afraid I'm not. And then I'm like exposed to that cold outside. It just annoys me a lot. It bothers <laughs> me.
1: As for myself, I started watching one of the, depending on your point of view, either the worst or one of the greatest reality shows of all time. Do you have any guesses?
0: Mm, let me take a guess. Is it? Every Saturday?
2: It's old. Oh. Old, old, old. Hmm.
0: Reality show.
2: Jersey Shore. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, you mean that? Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: I don't know. I've been my TV tastes have gotten trashier and trashier since the yeah, pandemic I started. I
0: think you're watching Bachelorette, so
1: excuse me. The Bachelorette's a great show, so... Anyway, so that's my life these days, is watching <laughs> some very ridiculous behaving people, and I'm enjoying it.
0: I never watched Jersey Shore before.
1: It's an acquired taste. They're kind of like high school party I mean, they're in their early 20s, but they kind of act like they're in high school. <laughs> But the challenge watching this show is you try to find the redeeming qualities in each of them.
0: Okay. I still prefer watching Top Gear.
1: Top Gear? Yes. I don't even know what that is.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not surprised.
1: Does it have to do with cars? Yeah. Of course it does. Why do I even ask? (laughs) Okay, yeah. Well, I won't be watching that. But uh, anyway... Let's get out of this television conversation and save it for
0: <laughs> yes.
1: a rainy day, which it is.
0: When I see these dogs, I go crazy every time out of the street. Samoid. Uh, or or Eskies.
1: Eskimo dog, yeah. Uh. There's a lot of huskies at the animal shelter right now, just FYI.
0: Are they?
1: They have like a ton of them. Oh. I don't know what happened if there was a hoarding case or something, but they have a ton of huskies. That's how they get a lot of their animals are from those hoarding cases, which is pretty sad. But sometimes you get a nice pet out of it, I guess. I did see my neighbor's dogs today and one of his dogs is an absolute psycho.
0: <laughs> that pit bull?
1: Well, it's it's not even the pitbull. It's a smaller one that's, like, crazy. But he has a new pitbull. Did you see? Mm. He has a new pitbull, but the smaller one I thought was gonna, like, come to me and, like, wanted to be petted, and I looked at its face, and it immediately started, like, snapping at me and barking. And I thought, <laughs> that's not normal.
0: That's Yeah, that's not friendly at all.
1: I, and then the other pitbull... I mean, I know like pit bulls are really controversial subject, but I get a little scared and especially because the guy who walks them, when he gets inside the building, he just like lets the leash go. They're just loose in the in the building. And I just like stay away because I'm too scared because they already have like one dog that's like it's not right. You can ask anyone in this building. That dog is like messed up. (laughs) And then they have that new pit bull i don't know anything about it
0: they, they don't like making good example to each other <laughs> you know they yeah. like encourage themselves to be like that
1: they get like a pack like mentality yeah. and sometimes that's okay and sometimes it's it can be really bad i yeah. don't know that's the thing like i mean maybe we should get into this since we're talking about pets pit bulls are kind of a touchy subject for people
0: not just pit bulls. And every every dog, there is a guy like that in my in my neighborhood too. Sixty year old guy, and then he has one German Shepherd and one Rottweiler. Oh wow! <laughs> he's walking the street every day. You can see that he's like trying to be masculine and try to show his leadership skills.
1: Yeah, sure. <laughs>
0: leadership capabilities in front of other people. He makes them like do some crazy shit in in the street, and then he brags about them. Do you remember we went to this Lebanese restaurant in my neighborhood? One yeah. Day?
1: It, yeah, and his dogs, like, jumped on that. He um, jumped on that,
0: yeah, like, a porch. <laughs> he bragged about them. That No one asked him to do that, you know? No one, no one needed to see. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that's definitely the type of guy out there.
0: That
1: yeah. Likes to have these scary, strong, tough dogs, and then he, like, is, like, the top dog or whatever.
0: Himself might be, like, a lonely psycho.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Try to impress people, crazy shit going on in his, in his head.
1: Well, he just wants attention, that's all. It could, be, it could be darker, or it could just be he likes attention from people. That's, that's typical. But going back to the, the pit bull thing, though, I mean, that's, a, that's different, because in, some, in Turkey, I believe, pit bulls are actually banned.
0: Uh, yeah, but we can still breed one.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, some people think that pit bulls should be banned in the U.S.
0: Well, my neighbors used to breed pit bulls.
1: I just don't know why you would breed pit bulls because you can breed other types of dogs that don't have like those issues, like genetic issues. I'm talking about.
0: I think it depends how you raise them.
1: To an extent, yeah, but
0: I saw some really like peaceful, friendly pit bulls.
1: They were bred to like be bait dogs for bulls. You can ask like um dog behavioral specialists about this. They have like triggers and will just snap and then bite and not let go, they won't let go. Even as they're being, like, beaten to death, they won't let go. This is not, like, normal predator behavior. It's something that humans bred into them. I mean, humans did this to them. Don't get me wrong. Nature did not do this to them. Humans did it. It's not like it's their fault. It's not like it's the dog's fault or the owner's fault. They still have traces from when they were bred to just be, like, bait. You know? <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. That's what, like, I think it's a touchy subject. Like, I don't think we should just get rid of all pit bulls. I don't think that. But I think we should just stop breeding them. It's too dangerous. You should just let, slowly over time, let this breed die out. Because it's, it's, in, their, <laughs> it's in their genetic code at this point. That behavior—it's not their fault. They might be a lovely, nice dog. Exactly. Anyway, that's my opinion. I know it's like something, especially animal rescue centers, really push the fact that pit bulls can make great pets, and we shouldn't just ignore them and let them sit in a cage and never get adopted or whatever. But the fact is that those animal shelters are really just trying to like get dogs adopted. Pipples are a difficult breed. You know, you have to have like a lot of knowledge and understanding about the breed to give them proper care. And I don't, I think it's the way they want to push people to adopt more different breeds. Sometimes it can be a problem where people who don't understand that these dogs require like special attention and care are getting them thinking they're a great pet because they've been misinformed. But I, that's nothing against animal shelters either, because I, I foster, you know? I love fostering, and I support animal shelters and adopting dogs. And I, to an extent, I, I support adopting pit bulls, too. I'm just saying that I think it's... A lot of people want to fight uh, biology, and there's no fighting biology. That's all I yeah. want to say.
0: Did you watch the show on Disney Plus? What show? The uh, Dog Whisperer, Cesar Millan. <laughs>
1: Oh, that! I love that show. Hispanic guy. I haven't watched that. I have talked to you about how I watched the uh, Jackson Galaxy, the cat whisperer guy.
0: I love that show too.
1: I like him.
0: Are cats getting like more prettier and more like beautiful day by day? (laughs) (laughs) There's some like genetic modification on them too. I'm seeing cats with, like, bigger eyes, shinier furs.
1: Well, there's cat breeders everywhere, you know?
0: Smaller ears and then, I don't know, they look like the cutest thing ever.
1: Cat breeding has gotten pretty crazy. Have you seen that person who's trying to breed a cat that looks like a tiger, but it's like a house cat? Has the same markings of of a tiger?
0: No, I haven't. Yeah. That's, That's crazy.
1: People are funny. But yeah, animal breeding is still a moneymaker. And people love it, you know? People love that yeah. they can raise baby animals. Come on.
0: <laughs> I know.
1: But a lot of people are like, adopt, don't shop. I think that's true.
0: They will be willing to pay more. I was like a better looking animal. <laughs>
1: sure. I mean, not just good looking, but they're manipulating their appearance. Definitely. For better or worse,
0: you know, like the, the, those like grey cats, like I think the Scottish,
1: Scottish short hair. Yeah,
0: mean? they have like a
2: chronic disease, suffering pain until they Aww. die. Yeah.
1: Have you seen those people that are trying to breed out the dogs that have like the crushed snout, French bulldogs? Right. Yeah, they're trying to breed them back into like their natural nose because. Humans have been breeding dogs that have the flat snout, and they have a lot of breathing and like respiratory issues. So there are some people now that are trying to
2: mm-hmm.
1: trying to breed these dogs back into like their more natural nose, which is good for them. It's hard when they're so cute, though. But I don't want them to be in pain. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you're breeding them to like get the snout back. You're making a lot of dogs that are, like, in the midway point. I don't know. I don't know about animal breeding.
0: Yeah, we are a dangerous species. Humans? Yes.
1: I think we've covered that on this podcast.
0: <laughs> they apply to that, humans. I think we're, like, parents that pay more to have, like, blue-eyed children.
2: Oh, what's that called? Eugenics. Yeah. Eugenics. Yes.
1: Yeah, it is interesting because we say it's fine to do this to animals. But if we think about doing it to people, then we're like, oh, no, that's a major problem. Uh. Which I guess it is. (laughs) Don't support eugenics. But uh, I don't know. It's interesting. The fact that we take issue when it's us. Is it going against nature? I I don't know. But some people would argue that. But pets aren't natural, really. <laughs> I mean, there's a line, isn't there, between domestic and wild.
0: Yeah. They all descended from wolves, so we changed that.
1: But there's no going back to, like, putting them back into being no, a wolf, you know, at this point. I mean, that would be crazy.
0: Shows your economic status.
1: Having a pet? Yes.
0: I don't know. I've never seen a pit bull who's walked by a a rich upper east like an elite.
1: Oh uh, yeah, that's true.
0: You didn't they have like a Pomeranian or it's a status marking?
1: Yeah. There's
0: a grooming industry behind that, do you know.
1: Yeah, that, definitely.
0: I heard like there's insurance for dogs. And insurance for your pet.
1: Of course, you need a health insurance for the dog. Maybe there's other types of insurance for pets as well.
0: you're living in a developed country.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, congrats to us, I guess. But I I support it. Yeah, that's an animal. It's not the same species as us, but we shouldn't treat them with less respect because they're not a person. They're still alive. They still feel pain and joy the same as we do, so we should treat them nice, in my opinion. I agree. One nation's pet is another nation's food. (laughs) (laughs) Such as China eating dogs.
0: That's only like rural parts of China, not like everywhere in China.
1: But they have like a a dog meat festival, though. Yeah,
0: that's like a really like rural area. Oh, it's more rural? Yeah.
1: Oh, I mean, I'm not surprised to to hear that. I don't see the elite Chinese upper crust being like, oh, I want to eat a dog for dinner tonight
0: depends on like climate wise and terrain wise affects eating habits too like amazon climate areas there's like farmland there's no soil you can just
1: right it's not agrable
0: those people that those tribes eat wild animals they have to
1: sure what i was getting to though i mean these are all animals right but in some cultures an animal that's like a member of your family That same animal in another culture might just be seen as completely disposable dinner. There's like varying values, degrees of value placed on certain animals. And I think pets are considered to have a higher value to humans. Or would you argue that? Would you say someone values their pet dog the same they value a kangaroo or something? I don't think so. Yeah, I would tend to say not especially if, if it's their own dog that they love, obviously. That's yeah. different, but to some extent, I don't blame people for seeing animals on a lower like tier in terms of value than humans, because that's only natural to us as another animal living in this earth. But uh, I do think about them being a life having experience, like wanting to live, wanting to be happy and avoid pain. They're not that different from us. Mm-hmm. So obviously I'm no longer a vegan, so I eat some animals. <laughs> right? I do. <laughs> but I still try to like at least treat animals I encounter with the same respect that I would treat By a By
0: treating animals, I, I saw videos of people who teach their pets communicate them with words
1: oh the, are you talking about those little sound boards that yeah. they put on I yeah i saw this
0: video and i and like it blew my mind you know this dog like just almost like talks to.
1: yeah that's that stuff's so stupid to me i'm sorry Is it? i mean they're just memorizing sounds they're not they don't know english
0: okay they don't know
1: sense. the english language they're just oh, okay. memorizing sound and placement which
0: is still cool oh yeah i mean, right.
1: i'm not saying it's not cool but impressive but the way that some of those people talk to their animal huh. and talk about their animal's ability is mm-hmm. as if they understand everything and they're like talk it's like talking to you or i or talking to a toddler and i'm sorry but no dogs don't have the same capacity for language that humans do it's not like that. Certain sounds mean certain things, but that is vastly different than understanding language. The way they talk to their dog. Oh, do you miss your dad or whatever? It's like your dog doesn't know what you're saying. I don't know what I mean.
0: Yeah, for my case, my, my dog, back in the day when I was like a teenager, he was my only friend. Sorry, she was my only friend.
1: What was your dog's name? Nosley. Nasli? hmm What does that mean?
0: It means... I wouldn't say, I don't want to say grumpy, but... I love that. Spoiled.
1: You call your dog spoiled? <laughs> That's really cute.
0: Sounds better in Turkish. I had her for like almost five years, and then I gave her away to one of my dad's friend's farm after I go to college. She was also like a shepherd dog.
1: Not... One of the Kangol or whatever, Anatolian.
0: Yeah, one of the Anatolian shepherd dogs, yeah.
1: Damn, those dogs are big.
0: Yeah, mine was like female, wasn't like that big.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that was nice, I think, to let the dog go live on a farm.
0: Yeah.
1: It's kind of sad, though, to lose your friend.
0: Yeah, it it was sad. It was the worst thing in the world, actually. Oh. I I wanted to take her with me, and then my parents were against it.
1: Well, that's not very nice of them. Yeah, I wanted
0: to get a house with a small garden. You saw places like apartment buildings in, in Turkey. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard to uh, have a pet, especially a dog, in, in a big city. Well, There's not much gardens or parks like in, like in New York or anywhere else is... in the US.
1: Okay, yeah, in the city, you make it work, but that's because there are spaces you can take the dog outside. I don't think Turkey has a big culture of having dogs as pets, so maybe that's why there's not, like, the infrastructure for that. Dog Ooh. runs parks for your dog, because I did, definitely did not. I can, I can not.
0: say, yeah, maybe we, could, we could say that.
1: I was in a more suburban area one night, and Memo's brother was really, really mean to the street dogs, and it made me really sad. I was kind of traumatized by this. He was like trying to run one over with his car, one of the street dogs. <laughs> it was really upsetting. This poor dog, like, came up to the porch and was just sitting there, like, looking at him like a friend. Oh my God. And he was so mean to them. And I was traumatized. Was one of the
0: youngest brother? Or... No. Really?
1: I saw that. It just really bothered me. But I, yeah, they're like roaming around in a pack in those areas. And there are some. Even in Istanbul, there were some street dogs. Not a lot. You see quite a bit more cats. Right. Which everyone knows if they if they spend time on the cat internet caternet that Turkey is the place for cats. Street cats. If you want to see some street cats, just mm-hmm. go to Turkey.
0: That's yeah, so why we don't have rat problems. Good for you. So I don't know. You should have that in here too. <laughs>
1: You know what's so weird is in China, crickets are an extremely popular pet.
0: You mean the bug?
1: Yes, the bug. Like a grasshopper.
0: Never heard of it before.
1: They build these elaborate habitats for them, and they love them because of their chirping sound. And also, they're supposed to be good luck. Mm. (laughs) hmm But I didn't know people were still doing that. I thought that was like an ancient practice. I guess the, the sound of a cricket is nice. I, I guess I would be okay with that in my house. It wouldn't bother me. Not for you. No. But I wouldn't be like building these magical little <laughs> habitats in my house for a cricket. <laughs> like I don't know. That seems over the top. You know, in um, Korea, they have those small foxes with the big ears, like a fennec. Oh, yeah. They, they keep those as pets. <laughs> and I wonder, there's a whole ecosystem around exotic pets. And mostly, I would say it's not a good practice.
0: Those are not even descended in South Korea. I mean, they are like basically a desert animal. Yeah,
1: they're a desert animal. The exotic animal trade is not very good. That's
0: a good point that you mentioned that. Yeah.
1: I mean, the fennec foxes, I don't know how happy they are in captivity. I'm not a fox expert, but you also see people who breed. Lion and tiger cubs for people.
0: There's one in South Carolina, Myrtle Beach.
1: They breed the animals and then they sell or rent them out to people. But you you can't keep a full grown tiger <laughs> at home. They have them when they're young and then they're just disposed of. Basically, you can't do anything with that because they can't live in the wild anymore. They don't know how to live in the wild and. Okay. You could get the zoo to take them, but I guess maybe that might introduce uh, the potential for getting a ticket for <laughs> having a wild animal.
0: Have you ever watched Tiger King? Everyone
1: watched Tiger King yeah, I watched because some... it was the beginning of the pandemic, right?
0: Yeah, I watched some of the episodes, too. It's crazy.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's sad. It was definitely, like, as a reality series, reality documentary they were definitely good tv
0: personalities
1: (laughs) but what they were doing is fucked up yeah
0: exactly yeah i I feel sorry for those animals and also it's really dangerous i wouldn't want to live with some like 300 pound cat (laughs) with with me in the same house
1: (laughs) no even those guys who perform with big cats they all get attacked at some point they all do
0: If I'm a lion, I wouldn't want to listen to someone who's, like, ordering me like this.
1: They have natural behaviors, obviously, that can't be... You can't raise that out of them. And they're going to do what they're going to do at some point. I mean, even if you look at a house cat, some house cats will attack you or play with you really rough. Now just imagine if that was huge. (laughs) And you have your answer, how easy it is for them to suddenly maul you. But I just think it's really fucked up the way people treat these animals as disposable props. You know, props That's for really their yeah. for their Instagram video or whatever. Animals are living beings. They're not entertainment for you.
0: In wild animal trade... Like, they kill an animal, and they stuff it, they froze it, and then, you know, they sell the, you know, actual killed animal.
1: I mean, that that doesn't always have to be unethical, though. Sometimes they find dead animals and will uh, prepare them for display. And some people do take their pets after they die and have them... It's a little morbid, but uh, I don't know. I'd feel weird looking at my pet. That's dead in my house. I know.
0: It would feel weird, especially at night.
1: Well, I don't know about that, but...
0: <laughs> I wouldn't want to sleep in, in the same room.
1: With your dead house cat? I, I mean, I would feel the same during the day as I would <laughs> sleep next to it. It'd be like, it's kind of weird to see my pet that's dead just chilling with me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. But the fennec foxes are very cute. If you see videos of people with them. But I've seen other people who, who keep foxes at home. And it's just a disaster. Their pee smells really, really bad. Like, obscenely bad. And they pee inside sometimes. They, they burrow into your furniture and destroy it. And get into the food. And they're just... They're not pets. They're meant to be outside. Those little fennec foxes are awful cute, though. I mean, i watch a video of it. I wouldn't keep one in my house.
0: You know what I find cute, the cutest? Snow leopards. (laughs) (laughs) I think they are the cutest.
1: I like snow leopards too. Yeah. I think cats and dogs are the most popular pets around the world. Yep. Like every country. But I don't know, in the U.S., I think... People are really just crazy about their pets. Oh, yeah. I have many pets.
0: Exactly. You know the crazy thing? When my mom was here visiting me, she saw like most every other people walking their pets, even couples. And
1: If you come to New York on the streets, you'll see many, many cute dogs.
0: Yeah. And then she was like, I really feel sorry for these people, you know. What? Because they tend to have pets instead of kids. So she was like, oh, when they get old, there's going to be no one who's going to take care of them when they're old.
1: (laughs) It's just whatever people, however people want to live their life. Because kids are a lot more responsibility than a pet.
0: I know, it's still...
1: It would be nice when you're old to have young people around you that love you. I think that's nice. But the thing about a pet is... It's for a finite amount of time. It's not for life. It's not as much money, and it's not as much responsibility. I mean, making a person is impacting everything and everyone. Having a pet, you know, it's not that big a deal. Maybe it's going to use less resources on the planet as well.
0: One of the biggest problems here, pooping and peeing in the street.
1: People or dogs? Dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry
0: especially some parts of New York they don't even like pick it up after their dogs
1: I don't see that don't see I that? always see people pick up their
0: yeah you maybe not here but try to go up on the street
1: <laughs> mm. and over I think that depends on the area because I haven't seen anyone just leave their dog's poop somewhere
0: I wouldn't want to pick up my dog's feces with my even though like using a plastic bag I, I wouldn't want to feel touch that
1: done it a thousand times not a big deal
0: <laughs> i used to carry like used to carry some tools with me not touch it
1: like a pooper scooper
0: yeah some sort of scoop but actually putting in a plastic bag sounds much better now
1: also what about cats and litter boxes then the poops inside your house so yeah
0: that's another thing
1: and now there are robot litter boxes
0: you know what in turkey most people they have a garden or something like a small garden Even the house cats, they roam around in the neighborhood and then they come back, so you don't have to, like, deal with their litter.
1: But don't the cats occasionally go in the house, though, if you don't have something for them to go?
0: If they want to go out, they stand, like, right by the door or right by a window, meow, and then roam around for a couple hours and then they come back.
1: Then somebody else is dealing with their shit. (laughs) (laughs) Cats are pretty good about burying their yeah, their turds, no. so. Yeah. Eh. People are so picky about their neighborhood yeah. here. I don't know <laughs> if that would, how that would go down. That's a good point, though. Do we really need to have litter boxes in our house? I mean, if you live in New York, your cat can't go outside. You have to. Or else you won't see that cat again. You... <laughs> yeah. I don't think a cow would even want to go outside in New York. There's mm-hmm. nothing. It would just be scared constantly. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe in Brooklyn. Maybe. But uh
0: Definitely not in Manhattan.
1: Not in Manhattan, no.
0: Actually, like raising a bunny sounds not bad.
1: I've seen more bunnies as pets on Instagram.
0: But you wouldn't want to take them out.
1: <laughs> outside? Yeah. No. No. Even though
0: it, even though with like leash and stuff, you know, we wouldn't want to take them in the park.
1: Who puts a leash on a on a rabbit?
0: I don't know. People, you would want them to see some grass. You'd probably take them out at some point. What I'm afraid is in New York, probably a, a falcon would just grab it and <laughs> steal that, steal that from you.
1: Well, you can't just let your bunny roam outside; it's gonna go away. Mm-hmm. But if it was fenced in and you're in an area with hawks and stuff, I mean. They will come and pick up a bunny rabbit, so you gotta be careful. I don't know about bunny rabbits, though, because I don't think they, they like to cuddle people that much. Not like a cat or a dog. I mean, I'm sure some of them do, but I don't think they're really known for that. And some people don't want pets for the cuddles, though.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Some pets are just for looking at, like a fish. Yeah. Or a tarantula. But in those circumstances, I feel like it's a bit weird almost to just have a pet that you just look at. Because I feel like it's kind of mean to have them inside. Just so, for my own enjoyment, to look at when they could be outside in the world. I mean, I guess fish are different. If you have a nice tank for them, they're not gonna mind that much, maybe. Having a giant snake in your house. Snakes not really going to enjoy being in in a small habitat. And there's dangerous snakes that people keep as pets. And then they get out and they eat you. (laughs) They always get out.
0: Yeah, I didn't have these kind of desires, never.
1: I did see a cute snake at the pet store one time that I really looked at for a while. And I was like, dang, that's a cute snake. It was like $1,200, though. (laughs) I am not buy that. But it was very cute. I would like to look at that and hold it. But uh, they're not cuddly. They don't come and look at you like they love you. Like when you have a dog that loves you, the dog will come and look at you like it loves you. And -hmm. then you feel really happy inside that something loves you. Yeah. (laughs) You don't get that with the snake is what I'm saying. Yeah. The snake just looks at you like, what the fuck is this creature doing?
0: Pythons. You're eating like Everglades right now. They're even eating like crocodiles. Top of the food chain in the Everglades right now. They're originated in Burma, usually. Tropical place. I don't know like how they end up in <laughs> in the Florida. but Because
1: people bring them. They want them. That's another instance of the, the animal serving your masculinity situation like you have this big creepy scary snake and you feel like yeah i own that i'm the top of the food chain oh yeah i think it's the same thing with the pythons Mm -hmm. only those i just don't think you should ever have a python as a pet because they always get out you always hear anyone with a python eventually it escapes its cage and they eat people like straight up (laughs) right crazy people using pets to feel powerful to feel like an apex predator
0: yeah many examples of that in in the middle east and arabic countries
1: a lot of those yeah saudi oligarch guys princes whatever they're the ones buying those tiger cubs
0: yeah almost every every single one of them has tigers lions
1: and they also have falcons too yeah have you seen that picture of the two, like, rich Saudi guys on an airplane, and they have their falcon with them, and all the customers are complaining that their falcon's, like, shitting everywhere on the plane? <laughs> <laughs> i would be pretty pissed off <laughs> if I got bird poop on me on an airplane. But they do. They, they bring their falcons overseas with them sometimes when they travel. How are they even able
0: to do that? Those falcons doesn't count as wild animals?
1: I don't know. You got that oil money. You can make shit happen. I mean, I think falcons are really cool. I don't know about the uh, ethics of keeping them as pets. Are they? Uh, are they considered a good pet? Or <laughs> no? Okay, that was kind of my feeling.
0: If you have to wear a glove to carry them around, you, <laughs> that doesn't consider it good.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess
0: they have to like blind them when they carry them around.
1: Yeah, that just reminded me of horse blinders.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: If you want to have horses in the city, which in New York they have carriage rides, and also police officers riding the horses, Mm -hmm. they have to have blinders on because otherwise they'll go crazy. Yeah, There's just a lot of uh, animal rights pushback right now against the carriages because Mm -hmm. we just saw this summer on our street, right down the street, there was a horse that collapsed in the heat and it died. But the owner, the carriage operator was like kind of hitting it and trying to get it to stand up again, but it couldn't stand up. It was collapsed from the heat and dehydration. And there's been more push again. Like every couple of years they try to like put this law in place banning horses in the city, service horses.
0: In Turkey it's banned.
1: It should be banned, in my opinion. I mean I know it's it's cute. You go to Central Park and you ride in a horse carriage.
0: But you don't even connect with the animal.
1: Yeah, you don't. Yeah. They don't
0: even let you touch the animal. They don't even like let you greet the animal. You just sit in a seat and Yeah.
1: It's just not nice for them.
0: Make yourself carried around.
1: In New York it's just not I've seen like country places where people ride their horse in a town. I'm okay with that. I don't see a problem with that. But New York is not a country town.
2: <laughs> you know.
1: They get very stressed out and upset here and exactly. they're mistreated all the fucking time. I mean, that's how the ASPCA started. Did you know that? Mm-hmm. It was a uh, people against um, the mistreatment of horses in the city. Oh. And they're still getting mistreated like 200 years later it's still happening. If you have to put a blinder on your pet, that means that you're putting them in a situation that's stressful for them. Exactly. I think people shouldn't keep falcons, but I do think they're just like the coolest animal ever. (laughs) I understand why they have them as pets, but I don't know. It's just an accessory for them. Same with the tiger cub. Same with the other exotic animals. They're not really beings that they have a relationship with they see them as an accessory status symbol that you're talking about
0: opening your own like tiger land or tiger park it's gonna be illegal No.
1: it should be legal
0: and it's really costly those animals eat like 40 pounds of meat every day how could you like feed those animals
1: that's a good point not enough people are, are going there to look at them you exactly
0: know? Most of the like the money when they're like newly born or like really small.
1: I mean, maybe some people would say that animal agriculture is the same thing. But at least in that case, the animal is nourishing someone. At least they're not just being bred to die. Mm -hmm. I see people who have small farms. They kind of treat them like a pet a little bit, even though they know they're not going to get attached. I mean, I would prefer that. I would prefer they have some kind of relationship and let that animal live at least somewhat of a natural life.
0: Exactly. Well, I guess that's it.
1: Well, key takeaway for me that we should value animals' comfort and their life. And I love dogs and cats. They're great.
0: I think I've become more of a cat person in recent years.
1: I love them both. Yeah, Can't me choose too. between them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. And thank you for listening to us.
0: Thank you for listening.
1: And we will be back next week. Email us at interculturepodcast at gmail dot com or follow us on social media at interculturepod.